the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith is the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis is the Dort Podcast. Hashtag is the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe. Unfortunately, no Davy Eyeballs. The King of Ginger Ale could not see the topic du jour. So I decided to dive into my podcasting Rolodex, look for a, a, a fill-in, and I landed on Goo, who's done this several times in the past when Davy hasn't been able to see a film. Goo, how are you? Two things. Number one, Davy hates the MCU. This is the second one in a row that I have filled in for. Wow. And also, this is episode number 350 in honor of Chili Davis. That's right. They said we would never get to 350. Mm-hmm. When we started doing podcasts, they go, oh, you'll never get 350 shows. I said, yes, we will. Yes, we will. They said the same thing about Chili Davis and yep. his home runs, yet yep. here we are, both 350. But I will say this, Chili Davis has one of the more annoying home runs that I've ever seen, which is Pedro had maybe the uh, greatest pitching performance of all time. Yeah. Was it 19 Ks? I think it was. That was. Okay, it. 19 Ks, one hit, one hit allowed, a home run by Chili Davis. Chili Dog Davis. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's son of a gun. That's son Bullshit. of a gun. Hey, good. Do you have a good uh, May the 4th this past week? So now what I realized here is that 4th sounds like force. Yeah. May the force be with you. Star Wars. Star Wars. Revenge of the 5th the next day. That was the next day. Also, yeah. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. I noticed that on the Mac and Goo podcast, where you hail from, uh, you guys seem to be kind of down on the Star Wars. You're not a, a huge Star Wars fans anymore. We are, and I know that I have to see Andor. It's on my list. Yeah. Don't you worry about me. I mm. will see Andor very, very soon. But Boba Fett, little sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, no, that's fair. It was just funny because uh, oh, also Mandalorian too. Sorry. Yeah, no, Mandalorian. I mean, the last season was still better than Boba Fett, but. It's funny listening to Mac because he also hasn't seen Andor, and Mac's like, ah, like the Star Wars is bumming me out. He's like, it's so bad that like I skipped Andor, which happens to be like the best thing they've done since like Rogue One. So, but anyway, right. I get it, I get it. So everybody had a a nice May the Fourth. We have a shitload to get to, so let's not waste any more time. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. I am up to my hog in TV shows right now, and let's rip through some of these. I know you're not watching all of these. I also know that you wait to binge some of these shows. But I'm also, I'll just tell you right now, I haven't seen anything on this list. Are you shitting me? And look, I'm a big fan of Barry. Okay. I'm going to watch Barry. Okay. But and you have maybe not- some other stuff. Oh, I'm also, I'm two episodes into Dave. I And every single week, I'm like, I have to watch Dave, and then I just forget to watch Dave. So so there are so many, like, six out of six TV shows going right now. Barry is great. It's in its last season. There's been a couple of really good jokes about, like, podcasters and podcasting. And it's still dark, but it's also been very funny. There's a good Fred Armisen cameo, which, as you can imagine, is amazing. So Barry's been really good. Dave? Dave's been off the charts, and Davey tweeted about this the other day, but uh, Gata, not so much friend of the show, Gata, who uh, shunned us on a cameo request, he legit on episode like four or five was doing cameos in the episode. I'm like, that's got to be a shot at us. I don't know if he's had any other kind of interaction. I wish that he was declining a cameo in the episode. False. (laughs) He just says false. But Dave's been good because Dave's been rapping a lot more, which I think is really important. And uh, there was a really good bit last episode, too. Uh, This is in one of the trailers. It's not like a huge spoiler or anything. But LeBron James starts following him on, like, Instagram or Twitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, his manager, Mike, is like, LeBron Ramon James follows you on Twitter. And he's like, wait, so not the real LeBron? He goes, no, that is the real LeBron. And he kept calling him LeBron Ramon James, which I guess is his middle name. I don't know. But I laughed every time. Uh, no, I'm not. I saw the first two episodes and I did find it very, very funny. Yeah. Which is, I think, a huge difference from season two, which got a little too serious, a little too. Um, remember in season three of Louie, like the first two seasons are really, really funny. Terrible. And then season three of Louie's like, nah, I want to be a drama. And it sucked. I hated Louie. I remember loving Louie and then hating Louie. That's a good example yep. of a show that just wanted to change, but it didn't change for the better. Uh, yep. Yellow Jackets is probably my favorite show on television right now. 
They just had their sixth episode. It's airing tonight on Showtime, but they release it early, like whatever on streaming. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's nine total, season two. I think it's only going to be three seasons, but this is a show I highly recommend. I know not everybody has Showtime, but find a way to watch Yellow Jackets. Uh, Succession, just a good, solid show on uh, HBO. That's rolling along in its final season. Mrs. Davis. Now, this is the one with Betty Gilpin? Pilpin? Pilpon? As the uh, from member from Glow, do you watch Glow at all? Yeah, yeah. So Allison Bree's like frenemy, blonde friend. Yes. Yeah, she's the lead in this where she's a nun, but it's a Damon Lindelof show. It's on Peacock. It's very strange. It's like bizarre, but okay. I think people might like out. this. Uh, this is a show I have not watched, but I'm surprised you have not watched it. Bupkis, the Pete Davidson program. Yeah. So did, did they drop every episode or? I didn't look One that far. Time. I didn't look that far into it. I think there's at least multiple episodes. I don't know if it's the entire season, but this is also a Peacock show. And I'm very like, interested yeah. by Joe Pesci being his grandfather. Yeah, because yeah, this is like based on Pete Davidson's life, right? And so I don't know how yeah. much of it's true, how much of it isn't. But yeah, Joe Pesci's in it. Uh, John Mulaney looks like he's in it, kind of playing Mulaney. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a big Pete Davidson fan. Like I don't hate him, but I have really no interest in him. Believe it or not. Right, and it's kind of set like Curb, where there's not a script, but there's, like, talking points. Or is it like Curb, where he doesn't have a script, but everyone else does? Question mark? Oh, or is it the show where he has the script and no one else does, like the Will Arnett show on Netflix? Remember that one? He's the cop? Great. It's a great concept, but execution-wise, like, it's 50%. Yeah, no, there you got. There's a lot you can trim out of there, but he he's funny. He's pretty good. I recommend the Marshawn Lynch episode. I do too. Yep, that's yes. that's pretty good. I even watched the Christmas special or whatever that came out after. That was so long. It was such a long episode. I was like, yeah. not even halfway. I'm like, this thing is not even close to being done. Nope, they just wanted to keep rolling. Uh, I'm still watching Titans. I don't think anybody else in the world is watching Titans. This is the final season. It's on HBO Max. Or the max, whatever it's on, worst worst season so far. But they there's like enough cool stuff. They there's like deep DC cuts. So I'll watch that. Uh, did you ever watch season one of Sweet Tooth? No. So this is the show. This is also a comic book. That's uh, it's a DC comic, but it's got nothing to do with like Superman, and Batman. This is the one where there was like a plague at the same time where there were these kids. They call them hybrids. They were being born like half animals. Mm-hmm. and people were like, they didn't know what was first. Like, did these kid animals lead to this massive plague, or did the plague lead to the kid animals? So season one, uh, I thought was good. Me and Davey did a standalone on it. Season two is out. I ripped through it. It's like a f- solid, like, four, four and a half, I would say, mm-hmm. for the for the season. Uh, friend uh, uh, and lover, Dr. Joe, from the TLDR podcast, he read this comic book and hates the show. Whereas I never read the comic book. He's and one of those guys. He has, yeah, he's a smart guy. Doctor, for great yeah. sake. Oh, oh. Uh, great pens. Gr- oh, he is a man of good pens. That he is true. Great pens. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of trailers here for you, Goo. How about Dune Part 2, Electric Boogaloo? Uh, this is coming out later in the year. I, I very much enjoyed Dune Part 1. Yeah, and we need this second one because we need to conclude the story. Dune 1, you know, looks great. The story is going in a good direction, but it also just cuts off right in the middle of it. <laughs> it's like, and we're done. And scene. Yeah. Like, huh? See in two years. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird the way that it was uh, done. But I I found, I went in with, like, low expectations of the first one and mm-hmm. really enjoyed the hell out of it. This one uh, looks pretty wild, kind of more the same. Timothy Chalamet looks like to be mm-hmm. even more of a badass. He was, like, a sneaky badass in the first one, but it looks like this one is going to be even more of a badass. And then, of course, like the first one came out during the pandemic and the big joke was like, oh, I'm going to watch it on my phone. Um, <laughs> but for this next one, I really do want to go to the theaters and see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. IMAX. Got to see this one on IMAX. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you come down on the Gran Turismo trailer? Of course, the video, another video game. And they're trying to find a way to make it into a uh, live action movie. But uh, that looked OK. Not great. I got a need for speed. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not the same game. It's a different game. Yeah, Gran Turismo, though. I, I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch this one when it comes out on whatever streaming service. I'm not going to see this one in the theater. Same. 
Uh, send in your should I have bought this. We had one that's very uh, Davy-centric that we'll save for next week. So send them in, though, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. $25 minimum, uh, something that you bought. And me and Davey will tell you whether or not you should have won it, uh, bought it. Same with Davey's Video Game Minute. We will get to that next week as well. He'll have uh, twice as much stuff to discuss. Uh, Gula, let me ask you a question, though, real quick for you. Let me see if I got this fired up here. Yeah, I think I do. Y'all ready for bisque? Are you ready for the topic du jour? What's that? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day. And today, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, a mm-hmm. two-hour and 30-minute film uh, on Roddy T's right now, 81% by the critics, 95% by the audience. It is the 32nd MCU movie. Real quick, do you think they get to 50 MCU movies? I read this earlier, and then I really thought about it. Are we counting TV shows first off? No. Okay, I think 50 might be because they're going to keep on just sending these out until people stop going. Yeah. And although you can say that the quality might have, you know, dipped over the past couple of years, people are still going and they're still making money. Ant-Man definitely had a huge drop off the second and third weekend. I'm curious what happens here with this movie, but this movie also doesn't tie into the MCU so that's another one that I'm like, wait, do we have to wait for the Marvels now? Yeah, like they've already planned out, I believe, like another eight. So they, they've already planned it out to like 40, let alone yeah. some of the other ones that are like sort of like loose. Like, oh, yeah, we'll probably do a sequel or we'll probably do this. Because my, orish- my original question was like, will they make it to 100 MCU movies? Then I'm like, all right, let me ease it back. Because like to your point, Maybe. even though they may not be great over the last six years or uh, whatever it is, three years. But nobody's going to see Renfield. Nobody's going to see, like, all any movie besides the Mario Brothers, nobody's really going to see, like, in droves. Yeah, because people keep on saying, oh, they should take a break for a while. And then, no, 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 no. The iron is still kind of warm right now. You don't take a break so people find something else to watch and something else to like. No, just keep, yeah, keep pumping them out. Keep pumping these bad boys out. All right, we begin, as we do with all of our TV and movie reviews, spoiler-free. Goo, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, did you like it? Before I answer that, I'm going to fill my quota for uh, a segment of the show. I know that Davey's not here to give his video game minute. No, he's not. So I will do my hashtag good at tweets. Oh. And I tweeted out earlier, I did your job for you. Yes. And I said, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is dot, 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 letting the people fill in from at DRIZ10 said, top six MCU movie. Okay. Okay. From at T'Challa Batgirl, a good dog. I get it. I saw the movie. From at Fod Nahe Men to me, that's cinema. Fair. From Mr. M. Monroe, the best Marvel movie since Endgame, which I think we hear after every MCU movie. <laughs> yeah, that is a good. That's the best one since yeah. Endgame. Yeah. That was like every comedy from 2009 until like 16 was like the best one since The Hangover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also have here from at. P saying Boo Earns one fantastic and prub a little better than you gave it credit for. Ooh, so what I I have not listened to the Mac and Goo episode on this. Mm-hmm. I know you guys have already done it, and you guys can check this out after the fact. I always wait when we review the same movie or show, I always wait until after the fact. So if there happens to be any overlap, it is clearly just a coincidence, a quinky dink, as it were. Um so I'm generally asking, I have no idea, kind of an, maybe an idea, but did you like it? Before I answer that, <laughs> there was a podcast. I want to say it was for, what was the most recent Halloween movie? Was it Kills or was it Ends? It was Ends. Ends. Where I said something, and I do the same as this, where I yeah. wait until after we talk about something, you know, before yeah. listening to you guys. And I said something on the show, and then... I listened to yours where you guys actually recorded prior to us. And you said almost verbatim (laughs) exactly what I said. And I'm like, this sounds like God, we fucking stole it from each other. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's just listening too much, too many years of the same stuff. But 
All right, I'll at the risk of you not answering it for the third time. Did you I'll like this, this movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah. And I felt like this movie was a love letter from James Gunn, from the people that created and worked on this movie, to all of the characters and the world that they built. Yeah, I I loved it. I really, really, really loved it. And we said when we first saw the first Guardians movie, when that came out in 2014, that you're like, ah, oh, this is very Star Wars-like. And there's yeah. been a lot of discussion about how, yes, it takes place in the MCU, but like just the Guardians trilogy is very much like the original Star Wars trilogy in so many ways. And like whether it's the big creatures or whether it's like sort of the characters and like the different villains and things like that. So I liked it a lot. I did have pretty big expectations going in just because mm -hmm. I like the character so much and knowing that it was James Gunn's send off and he's going over to DC and he's going to run that thing. So there was really, really high hopes with this one because yeah, like you said, since Endgame, I've liked, I've liked some of the movies very much that have come out, but I, had, I don't think I loved any of them since yeah. Endgame. And I, I found myself loving this movie. Yeah, I liked Thor Love and Thunder more than most. I was a little more tepid on Spider-Man No Way Home more than most, mm -hmm. but those are probably the two top ones to me, and I think this is better than those two. Yeah, I think this is better than those two. I liked Wakanda Forever um, a decent amount. I'm trying to think what else was up there. Uh, yeah, I like No Way Home. Davey really liked No Way Home, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, I didn't... Even Quantumania that came out a few months ago, like I liked, but this, this to me was on another level. And I think it's a really, really good, if you just look at the trilogy of it and you want to yes. compare it to either other MCU trilogies or just trilogies in general. And one thing, and I don't know if everybody's going to agree on this, this might be, at least it's the only trilogy I can think of where the second movie is the worst movie. And I don't know That's if the, and uh, to me personally, I, I would go without tipping my hand completely. I would go the first one's the best one. This one's the second best one. Yes. And then the second one. And not that volume two is bad, but normally, because we remember we were making fun of Rossi's take about how the second one actually stinks, but in reality, the second one's almost always the best. Like, again, you can hit the ground running. Yes. Empire, Dark Knight, Godfather yes. 2, even though I like Godfather 1, but still, most people would put that one ahead of it. I think this is the only one where it starts with an absolute bang and it closes really strong and it maybe dipped a little bit in the middle. Yeah, I thought the second one was almost to James Gunny, yeah. if that makes any sense, yeah. where he did so well and the first one is so good that they kind of took the reins off a little bit and said, you can do whatever you want here. And then it just got a little overly silly. It got slapsticky at points, which I didn't really care for. I don't love how they changed the character of Drax from the first movie because I just rewatched the first movie this past weekend. I watched it twice last Sunday. Okay. Um, and I think that Drax in that movie is perfect. And since then, he's just been a big goofball, big clown. Yeah, and he, like Dave Bautista said that in interviews, and it's like one of the reasons why he's done, probably not the only reason, I think he's done the mm -hmm. character a bunch now, but he, it's Drax the Destroyer, and he is like a badass. He should be like a really good like fighter, killer, that kind of thing. And yeah, they made him into a goofball. This one, probably a little less goofy than two or like the holiday special, but still... Still goofy. Yeah, for but sure. I have the hangover of two and the holiday special where I thought that him and Mantis were, I think, the low points of the main Guardian seven. Because then if you add Kraglin and Cosmo, I thought they stunk. I thought they were not good at all. In this movie? But yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would I would agree with uh yeah, Kraglin was kind of a kind of a disappointment. Um where do you have it in the MCU? You mentioned one of the one of the responses that you got had it in the top six. Again, yeah. I only I rank the movies separate than the shows. I know you guys on your program would throw the shows in there, so I have it as just thirty two movies, and it can be fluid. I'm also recency rich, so I have uh, I might be a little bit higher than most. It's never one. <laughs> it's the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Where do you have it uh, within the MCU? Okay, so just movies, I have it at number 11 right now. Okay. But I could also see within a week it might drop like one or two spots. I don't think it cracks into my top 10. I have it six. Okay. I have no, it and six. And I was going to say, I, so I think that outside of Infinity War, Endgame, Ragnarok, The First Guardians, and Winter Soldier, I think after those five, then you can, you know, talk about 
six to seven other movies that could be in that next tier. Yeah, like looking at it, I for sure could have it as low as 10, and maybe in two weeks it might be 10. But right now I have it I have it at six. And so for me, I go Guardians 1, I go Infinity War Endgame. And then different than you, different than others, I have Civil War 4 and the original Iron Man. I give so much credit to it being the our first MCU movie. I loved it, set the stage, great film. You can't yeah. really rip it for the mirror villain because it was the first one to do the mirror villain, so it's really not a fault of that movie. Also, he's bald, and RDJ has hair, or yeah. he used to. So true. Not exactly a mirror. Not looking into a mirror. Can't be. That's true. Like a shitty, cracked mirror. Like a terrible, like a bad house like mirrors. <laughs> like a frat house mirror. Like a, yeah, he looked like one of those. You know, like, like a chode. Yeah. Like a chode. Yeah, looks a lot yeah. like a like a chode, like a wide penis. So I have it six, just ahead of Avengers, just ahead of Winter Soldier, Black Panther, Ragnarok. But I. Dude, I, I I like this one very much. And it's funny, within yeah. the MCU, you could take it another step further and say Captain America has a really good trilogy. Spider-Man has a really good trilogy. Um, Iron Man does not. Uh, no. Thor does not. I would say that those are the two. Well, first off, Thor is now four movies. It's out the window. Oh, the right. Avengers, four movies out the window. Out, gone. See, can't can't rank them. So, yeah, yeah so Guardians, Ant-Man. I think Guardians is easily number one for MCU trilogies. Yeah. And then... I would take either one of Cap or Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man's a little more consistent throughout all three movies, but I think the back end of the Captain America movies are probably better than the top Spider-Man movie, but Civil War is kind of cheating. Civil War is cheating, but the title is Captain America colon. It is, but it's pretty much Avengers 2.5, Iron Man 3.5, Black Panther (laughs) 0.5. Spider-Man 0.5. Spider-Man point five. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're true. Uh all right. The story of this movie, again, it is uh it can and should be outrageous, right? Like the whole idea yeah. of Guardians of the Galaxy should be outrageous. But what was your just overall thought of the story of this? So there's tons of Rocket, tons of Peter, which I love. Those are my two favorite characters in the entire MCU. So in that regard, great. The issue is that they're separated for 85% of the movie which I hate. I want them together. That's why I love the first one so much is because those five characters were together for so long. And that's one of the reasons why I did not like the second one is that they split up Rocket and Peter. I want them together. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. I think the team aspect, and we get into more of that in spoilers too, like the team aspect, which is some of the best stuff they do in any of the movies. There might not have been enough of that. I, I did think it was like, they're introducing a new villain Right, so it's not a villain that we are familiar with, but in in doing so, you tell like the origin story of Rocket, which is pretty sweet. I think the action was pretty strong. There was a couple of really really good action sequences. And again, it's a PG thirteen movie, so you're not going to get like Deadpool or Logan action, but like the shit that you did get, there was a couple of really, I think like highlight scenes where that's a couple of moments where you see either. Two, three, or even the whole team like fighting off a group of people. They they yeah, did a really a good, good job. Border of that. scene, and then also um, the scene, or there's a scene of jumping out of a building. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for those that saw it already, like the the one set to uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn by the by. Beastie but I Boys. also yeah. want to uh, I want to suggest that we retire that song. Yeah, you I think, think it a it's few had times. enough play in movies, and so this movie has the same issue that guardians two had where the music is a little too in your face and songs like that don't help it yeah that reminds you of like uh suicide squad <laughs> they were that, just like, yeah or any of the other hundred movies that it's in because that's a song that just keeps on getting used over yeah. and over again but i will say this i understand why they used it is because if peter quill found a zune with this song on it yeah. he's never heard it he's gonna love it probably gonna like it a lot yeah yeah I remember, yeah, uh, sophomore year of high school, fucking my roommate Shark had that as our, we we listened to two different songs to wake up every single morning, either Sweet Dreams by Marilyn Manson, who I don't respect anymore, I don't like him anymore. As one does. Yeah, or okay. No Sleep Till Brooklyn. So you end up hating the song because every morning at like 7.30 you hear the fucking thing. He's like, I listen to Gary Glitter every morning. <laughs> Full tilt. I listen to- <laughs> Can't listen to him anymore either. He's also done. I can't think of any more bad people that are musicians. There's probably a million of them. R. Kelly? R. Kelly. Michael Jackson. <laughs> yep. yep. Okay. There we go. There's a few. There's definitely a few. 
Uh, also, no, like, so yeah, the soundtrack, actually, let's talk about the soundtrack real quick. So I'm with you. The first one had obviously very popular songs, some yes. more so than others, but they just like each one hit perfectly. And you're like, oh man, like that's good. Actually, you mentioned the hangover earlier. The hangover also did a great job, maybe as good mm-hmm. a job as any movie of like in the movie use of songs. Musical cues, yeah. It just killed it. And, like, you end up, I guarantee you, you end up thinking you like The Hangover more because of how good the music was in it than you actually liked the movie. That's a possibility. I bet you did. And I like, trust me, I like The Hangover, but it's not, like, piss your pants funny, but you end up watching, you end up walking away being like, I I really, I really love that movie. Uh, So Guardians 1 has it. Guardians 2, I'm with you. It's a little bit more mixed. A couple of good gems in there. And then a couple of other ones where you're like, yeah, of course, kind of obvious. Which There's a part in Guardians 2 where... Ego is talking to Peter and he keeps on talking about the song Brandy. And I'm like, guys, it shouldn't be this much into the story. Stop. <laughs> yeah, right. Just just slip that one in there. We'll all acknowledge it. We'll all enjoy it. We can move we on. We all like the song. Yeah, just yeah. stop talking about the song. Yeah, this one, this soundtrack definitely was probably the weakest of, of the three. So I think this was the most inconsistent of the three because he had the biggest window to play with. And I mean, I love them using the flaming lips. I love them opening with a certain song. I thought that was great. I enjoyed the song at the end, but it was the inconsistencies and the fact that like they're just pounding you in the face with it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's what it was. Was it was just too wide a range of the yeah. of the songs where I was like, eh, this is all right. Uh the comedy. Now, Guardians One might be the funniest of the 32 MCU movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, How did you think the comedy played in this one? So I think out of the trilogy, this is the least funny, possibly. But I think it's because they weren't trying to be as funny. But having said that, I do think that Nebula and Peter, when they were on the screen together, were hilarious. Yeah, this one's like the saddest, but I think... Because you're kind of swinging back and forth, I I laughed a bunch. Like there was definitely a few I times. Laughed. Yeah, there were some good characters, some good like side characters that we'll we'll get onto in spoilers that provided a couple of really good jokes. The characters are all really charismatic, and then now like that's that's one big difference between the first movie is like the emergence of Nebula. Like Nebula is a great character. I was actually now. I forgot to mention that at the beginning. I thought that Nebula was awesome yeah, in this. I thought that I agree. and looking from, you know, where she started and then over the five or six movies that she's been in, I thought this was just such a great turn for the character. Uh yeah, she was she was really really good. So that was that was great to see. Uh the villain, always a key to all these MCU movies can really sway it from being like a top tier to a bottom tier movie. We knew, so this isn't a spoiler. We knew it was high evolutionary going in. Yes. Which, again, it's going to be weird. I like weird. James Gunn does too, whether it's the Suicide Squad or Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not going to be just your straightforward villain. How do you think he played out on the big screen? So I thought that he was a little too whisper yelly, where he was in that, I'm going to talk with you, and then yell at you. <laughs> and yeah, he was menacing. Obviously, the stuff with animals, you know turns a bunch of people off, you know, really makes you hate them. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, comparing him to other MCU villains, I would put him more in that second tier. I wouldn't have him on that Mount Rushmore. Um, and if I really, I think Mac and I are actually going to do tiering of all the villains in the MCU and do it that way. My prediction is that he might be in that second or third tier, but he wasn't bad. I think he's the best. I think he's better than Ronan. I think he's better than Ego. Yeah, true. And like, yeah, because the Guardians are so good. And the Guardians, it's a different type of movie because it's not just the one hero and like the one mm-hmm. villain. Like you already have a team and the team is so good. And yeah, Ronan's not great. And yet Guardians 1 is our favorite. So like that goes to show you that it's not always. Ronan's forgettable. Yeah, yeah. Ron, he really is. Now, you know that there's like an overarching, like, you know that there's Thanos mm-hmm. out there in the world. And then like Ego, crazy powerful. I also like the the motivations of this villain are at least unique. So I like, I mm-hmm. like that part of it. So it's a little something different. Uh, like all MCU movies, like it looked super cool. Like this movie looks fucking amazing. Well, I think this looks better than, you know, I think Wakanda yeah. forever looked really good. They spent a lot of time on that, but I think outside of Wakanda forever and maybe Spider-Man no way home, this is the best looking MCU movie in a while. Yeah. And I, so, I mean, some of that is like the nature of the characters and the planets, like the colors that they use. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, it's great. So that, 
that part of it's pretty sick. So clearly it's a theater movie. I mean, it's an MCU Absolutely, movie yes. and it's a good it's a good one. There's a mid-credits and a post-credits scene in this. It's not like Guardians 2 where there's like a thousand scenes after the fact, right? There's like a mid, And also and a there's a post-credit scene in Guardians or Guardians 2 where they then had to use a character in this movie. And then you're like, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't have." <laughs> yeah, did did we really? Did we need it? Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else before we get to our hashtag dork score? Anything else spoiler free on Guardians Three? I really liked it. I'm yeah. not sure if I'm in love with it, but the payoff on the characters that I love, I thought was kind of perfect, and I was yeah. really happy with it. Yeah. No. So I really liked it too, and that's where I come down. I was going back and forth, like where it ranks, what the score would be, and having only seen this one once. And having seen all the other ones in the top 10 multiple times, like it is hard to compare. Like, am I getting stale on one? Cause I've seen it so many times and I just like this yeah. one a little bit more, but I'll tell you right now, I'm going to give it a full six out of six. Oh, I'm going six out of six yeah. because I think the MCU is so good where there probably are about eight, six out of six movies. And if I have this in my top six, top eight, yeah, it kind of has to be in that sense. Like, there's a handful of like five and a half, fives. Actually, there's probably a bunch of those. Like if you really look down this this list, there's only, there's only like a handful of shit ones. So as it stands right now, two days after seeing it, I'm going six out of six on Guardians 3. I might have seen it 10 days ago. So I've had a chance to really let it, you know, sink into my yeah. soul. Oh, marinate. And you know what? Five out of six. Like I still think that I'm still thinking about it. And that's a huge thing where... At the end of Ant-Man a week later, I wasn't thinking about the movie anymore. I was like, okay, let's move on to the, to like the next one. Whereas this one is like a lot of the characters, because there are so many characters, so you're thinking about a bunch of different stuff. But everything with Rocket, with Peter, with uh, Nebula, even with Gamora, also all great stuff. And even with the characters that I've grown sick of, say with Drax or Mantis, I still like how they concluded their stories. Yeah. I, yeah, I would have to agree with that. I think they do a, a really good job of uh, kind of closing it, but also not just being like, we're completely done. So, did like, you cry? You know, I didn't. Uh, I would obviously okay. say if I did, but there was there was one part where I was like, you started to like, you know when you get like a little chill almost, and you're like, am yeah. I about to? And I didn't, but I was like, oh, I could see I could see it then in that moment where people would. I had a couple chills, and then also there was one that I actually did cry. Yeah. I, listen, yeah. dude. I get it. I absolutely get it. All right, if you're in the chat right now watching this live, hit us up. What is your dork score for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? I'm going six. Mm-hmm. Could be recency. Goo's going five. with a uh, – uh, would you go hard five, soft five, normal five? I think by the way of math and goo, because I gave it 34 out of 40 hot dogs. It's okay. a solid five. Yeah, that is a solid five. All right, let's get to this. Spoilers. Spoilers. All right, as we sort of mentioned, uh, it turns out to be a Rocket the Raccoon origin story, which mm-hmm. is amazing. I, if he's not your, or I'm talking the proverbial you, if, he, if he's not your favorite character, he's probably in your top five in the MC. Like, everybody loves Rocket. He's a, I love Rocket. The he's fucking the badass. He's great. We didn't know a ton about him. Like, we, we had sort of... Alluded to like him being an experiment, like how how mm-hmm. hot he gets when people call him a raccoon, or how hot he gets when people like poke around with him. We've seen him like with his shirt off a couple times, and they just like see like the back, and then like something else happens, and you get like kind of you know you go away from it. But this serves as a true on rocket origin story, and it's like it's upsetting, like it's unsettling. It, I'll tell you. So one of the times where I got chills is when Rocket was able to open the cage for his friends. And then Lila gets shot in the back. Insane. And I'm like, like, I just, it's almost like you saw it coming, but you just didn't want it to happen. Yeah. Like, obviously, all of his friends were going to get annihilated. Yeah. And then by his friends getting killed, well, I thought that they might get out and then he can meet up with them later or something. No, no. But because this happened, that now forms who Rocket is, where he needs to hold on to whatever family he can, why he's so attached to Groot. And then also why he's attached to Peter, Drax, and Gamora after that. And may I also say this? I did cry when Peter went back to his grandfather. 
Oh yeah, that was a good one too. I'm a huge puss for father son stuff now, man. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no, it is different. Like pre kids, post kids, it is different yeah. for sure. But um, yeah, so Rocket's friends, Lila the Otter, as voiced by Linda Cardellini, which is wild. Uh, then you have Teefs, great walrus, and then Floor the rabbit. Yeah, but like some really. Good stuff in there. And then just like little like animal violence fucks me up. Like I can't, yeah. I, I got to look away. Like I, I'm very squeamish for that. And so this, you got to like remind yourself like, all right, it's a, it's a movie. You know, like it's fucking, it's going to be fine. But like, I just animals in cages and it's like, the, and then like the, the way they're experimenting on them. It's just, it's completely fucked. But yeah, you, you really see how rocket to your point, like how important the team is but he's not just like he doesn't like open up right away. But like once he's in there, like he's gonna mm -hmm. do whatever for those for those guys. Oh, Matthew Blanchard brings up in the comments uh, the scene where he's just saying hurts, hurts. Oh, which so then that that scene made me feel like so my son doesn't you know speak full oh he, he's you know semi full sentences yeah but when he's hurting he'll just say hurt or yeah. bumped head. Like he doesn't fully say it. So that also oh. brings you back to your own kid. Yeah. That stings. Yeah. Yeah. And like he has the, it's like a different voice. It's like a, it's like a higher pitch voice. It's like mm -hmm. a kid rocket voice Yeah, saying that. And, uh, oh man. Yeah. That was definitely a, uh, a bad one. Um, so like the high revolutionary, you get him like both present and in the flashbacks. Like he's the overlap there with, with rocket mm -hmm. and an interesting, uh, spin on it where like a lot of like bad villains are the i'm gonna take over the world or i'm gonna like wipe out the world his spin on it is i'm gonna make like the perfect world like i'm actually gonna find a way to get by oddly making uh <laughs> humanoid animals anthropomorphic uh these odd yeah. where i'm then questioning so do the rabbits have to fornicate with the rabbits like the because all the families were one species families that's all i'm saying yeah that's not a perfect society. Like, like what, if, what if what if an owl wants yeah. to bang a walrus? You get a flying walrus, I would imagine. <laughs> I, would, I wish I saw that. I would hope. That's yeah. in the deleted scenes. Yeah, we get that in the next one. I did like to like the whole reveal of when you first see High Revolutionary and his face is like like pulled back, pulled back and like clipped yeah. in like around. And you're like, ah, what the fuck happened to him? And then you're like, you kind of hope that it was Rocket, and it for sure was Rocket. When Rocket got a chance and he just tore apart that dude's face. Yeah, and I that might be my favorite. And also super James Gunny, where the face was just torn off and then they showed the face. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I always go back to it looks like Two Face Harvey Dent from Dark mm -hmm. Knight. It's always yes. a good look when you can see like this movie kind of borderlined on the PG thirteen, right? Yep. Good point. It definitely did. I think both the violence, the animal cruelty, and the one use of fucking. Which, by the way, I think was the funniest line in the entire movie. Yeah. I also saw it prior to all the reports of it's the first death bomb in the MCU. Him yelling at Nebula to get in the fucking to car. Open the fucking oh, open door. Open the fucking door. Killed me. I do like how they're all like super high tech, but then there, there are certain characters that have like zero time on Earth. So there mm -hmm. are certain things like that, like they wouldn't know what to do. So it's just like a regular like car. Like she's used to flying like ships, like fucking crazy yeah. spaceships. And she can't get into like a Buick. And Not she's an like 87 Volvo. Oh, 87 Volvo. She's like yeah. clicking around the thing. And then what do you want me to do? Get in the fucking car. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. I Love wonder it. how they like, how they greenlit that. That is weird. Like a Disney Marvel thing. And they're like, yeah, so, go ahead. From what Mac told me. And you know, take that with a grain of salt. He said that Kevin Feige was not thrilled with it. And then he went to James Gunn and said, are you sure that you want to be the first one to use an F-bomb in your movie? And James Gunn's like, yeah, do you know me? So Matthew in the chat says, was that, that was, that's for sure. That's a fact. That's the first. Yes. First the, MCU F-bomb. They've said, bitch, shit. Yeah. All the good ones. <laughs> uh, cock. Cock. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm standing. Y'all happy? <laughs> We're all standing up now. Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Dick. They said Dick in that movie, the first one. I thought, wasn't this in the MCU? Fuck you, dickhead. No, that wasn't the MCU. I think that was the first scene of Iron Man, right? That was the MacGruber cinematic universe, which happens oh, to right. still be my favorite of the universes. It's just yeah. that movie in the TV show, but it's still still pretty damn good. 
but yeah, the high evolutionary just because when I first heard it was him, I'm like, what? Like, what is this going to be? But that's what these movies kind of should be. And it was great to have that overlap where he's the villain that they're one of the villains kind of that they're like currently fighting. But it also overlaps so perfectly with with Rocket and like the whole movie is them trying to save Rocket, which also goes like fair point on the on your criticism of because Rocket's basically in like a coma the whole episode yeah. or the episode movie. Episode well, it does feel like a series finale. Yeah, it so. does. And so yeah. you don't get as many good quips between yeah. Rocket Peter and the team. Yeah, because yeah. I would argue that the scene where they are coming up with the plan in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, it wasn't volume one at the time, it was just Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But when they're in the circle coming up with the plan. That might be the best non-action MCU scene where it's just all five of them bouncing back and forth for five minutes and almost every line kills me. Yeah, the rapid dialogue with yes. the whole team is always so good. And in a way, they're all funny because they yes. all have like a different style of like mm -hmm. comedy or sense of humor. And so like them together is is really, really good. And so, yeah, because this one I think is a little bit more emotional, like you don't get as much quick-witted rocket as you would normally do. But I'm okay with it because at least it paint it like tells the whole story of Rocket yeah. and the way let that it also, ends. And he's yeah. now he's now the big swinging dick of the Guardians. Let me also ask you this: Did you like the two fake deaths? Um, it is kind of cheap. It is kind of mm -hmm. cheap to to go there. I thought we were gonna lose somebody in this one and I thought it would have been the way that Peter almost died I thought that would have been getting his zune I thought that would have been pretty cheesy I thought when that happened I'm like don't don't kill him off this way I'm glad they saved him yeah yeah but uh, like it also wasn't great like just have him go back over there just have him go on to his own life like yeah why even bother doing that yeah and then the uh rocket scene where you know he pretty much goes to heaven like that was pretty predictable that I mean, almost the line in general of, well, you're not going to see us yet. Yeah. Like that's been used everywhere. Yeah. That one's been done a little bit. I had, I thought the, the Peter Quill thing was like lamer, like as much yeah. as like the other one was sort of, well, like, the other one is at least part of the story. Yeah. 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 The other one was like the story's over and like, what if we killed him guys? <laughs> Yeah, like, no, because like, everything seemed Baseball to be going pretty well at that shit. point. Yeah, I also think that, and I know I gave it a six out of six, but it doesn't mean it's, still doesn't mean it's a perfect movie. That's just sort of it's our scale. Down to a five. It's, he's it's, already, he's losing him. He's losing stones right now. I'm giving it a three, and here's why. Now, the, uh, uh, Adam Warlock, the way they use him, he's like kind of just a goofball, and right. maybe... As it goes on, because I know the way he was like created, he's he's very young, and maybe at some point in the MCU when they're at their seventy fifth MCU movie, he'll be a very wise character. But the Adam Warlock that I'm used to and like the comics compared to this Adam Warlock was uh, very cartoonish. I'm just gonna say I'm glad that you brought him up because I keep forgetting that he's in this movie. Yeah, like kind of shoehorned in here, where you're like, all right, we want to start something else. Here's a major character. I still. If you told me they were making an Infinity War movie, but there wasn't going to be an Adam Warlock, I didn't really know how that was going to play out, and yet it was amazing. And then they sort of allude to it in, was it the Guardians 2 mid-credit, like the cocoon with a sack? I think we, that's where you get Warlock. And then you get him in this one, and he serves as like a real like <laughs> outside kind of character. It was never really viewed as like a real threat to me in this. No. And then also, I think they made a joke about that where he he came out too soon. Yeah. Where like, you know, like, oh, he wasn't supposed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but we did it, so now we have to do this. Yeah, and now he's here. And you're like, eh. I think yeah. at the very least, it, it, it does set up the next uh, group, which I'm okay with. Like, you know, you get him in... Uh, with rocket right in the, in the next team. Like I'm okay with that. Well, So with that group though, we're not going to get any more guardians movies. Are we, they'll just be in the Avengers. So I think it kind of like opens it up to, we'll see like if this movie is going to make a ton of money and then we'll see 
Do you just put them in the Avengers? Do they get a TV show down the road? Well, so it opened at 1.30, which was more than what they expected. But the MCU recently, and it's more Phase 4 stuff, the second weekend drop-off has been huge. Okay. So you need to see what happens here the next couple of weeks. Plus, there's nothing else coming out the next couple of weeks that would take it down, except for Mario that just keeps on fucking Mario's killing it. Shit. This feels um, like a TV show to me only because you have a couple of voiceover characters, right? So you'd have Rocket. Yeah, have but Groot. can you spend that amount of money on a TV show? Yeah. Because that's one of the big selling points of Rocket is that he looks like a real raccoon. Yeah, you don't. That's true. You don't want to. You don't want it to look like She-Hulk because that was a problem. Oh, She-Hulk's that wasn't. She-Hulk was not bad. The look of She-Hulk no, was terrible. It was just certain scenes where you're like, just fucking cut that part out. Like you don't need that in there. Go but, top up. Don't show her legs. Yeah, top up. That's what I want. Right? <laughs> show her. But the man. new Guardians, which is yeah. just not as good of a group, but it's Rocket, Groot, who's huge, Cosmo yeah. the dog. Craglin, Adam Warlock, uh, Phyla, who is one of the saved children, yes. and uh, Blurp, the crazy little guy with like the four eyes mm-hmm. and the little little pet of the Ravagers. Because Phase 4, Phase 5, you got to pick up a kid. You got to yeah. introduce a kid. It's everybody's kids. Yeah, it's... But I will also say that I think that Groot might have done some of the coolest shit that we've seen Groot do. Groot did some cool shit. Uh, Groot with guns is mm. a treat. I like that scene with him and with Peter with the guns wielding around. How did you feel about Gamora and Peter not ending up together? Uh, it, so Gamora is one of my favorite characters in the entire yeah. MCU, as you know, mm-hmm. as anybody who listens to this knows. I love Gamora, but I like how they kind of made what happened in like the Infinity War and Endgame, like actually have some stakes because I know it's comics. Yeah. I know any character that dies can come back, and any character that has like amnesia can like get am- like can come back to like having their memories. So there needed to be something. So in a weird way, as much as I love Gamora and Peter together, I'm kind of glad that they didn't just kind of neat package it and be like, "Oh, she's fine now." Like we just bonked her head again, and now she remembers how much they were in love. She's like, no, she doesn't. She she legit does not remember the last two years, so she's not going to just be head over heels for Peter. So I think that was actually pretty good. I actually liked it too because I think it shows that love is right place, right time, and this is a different Peter and a different Gamora where they just don't feel those sparks. I did think some of the great comedy in it too was Peter trying to like get Gamora back. And yes. like when they're on the channel, it's like, Peter, we can all hear you. He's like, what? No, mm-hmm. I hit blue. And they're like, no, 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 blue is red. Like, no, red mm-hmm. is blue. Blue is yellow. And like the whole thing. That was, that was great. That yeah. whole bit was really, really good. But like Gamora. And then I like how they kind of teased it a little bit. Like they kind of stopped and then they talk and you're like, oh, wait, are they? And I'm like, no, that would have been kind of, kind of too easy. Like they, they mm-hmm. really shouldn't have been together. And not that I don't love Gamora. Kind of all in on Nebula now. Kind of like Nebula a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I also love the fact that, so Nebula now has a nanotech arm. Yeah. And this is after Rocket was earthbound with Tony Stark, who has a suit nanotech, and he saw Bucky's arm. And he's like, I want to give that to one of my friends. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Love that part. Yeah, I like that. And, like, you can see how, like, this group all works together, too. Like, some in, like, the early going and, and them kind of, like, running around and, like, how much they love each other. And, like, they can – you can sort of, like, sense that they've done so much together post-Gamora. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Mantis and um, – Mantis and Drax weren't great, really. Yeah. I do like how it ended, though, with them. And, like – Yeah, like, so I like her going off on her own. And yeah. I love the line because, you know – at one point, Nebula says to Drax, everyone views you as an idiot. Everyone thinks that you're really stupid. Yeah. But then at the end of the movie, she says, now I see it. You're not a destroyer. You're a dad. Yeah. Did you cry again? Once again, man. You got me again. <laughs> you got me again. No, don't do this. Don't do this. Why are you doing this to me? Well, because that, so this trilogy is so much about daddy issues, having issues with your father, uh, not bit. realizing, you know, when you have someone that's a father figure to you, much like Yandu in the second one. And they really tie that up so much with this movie between Drax and then Peter going back to his grandfather. Yeah. So speaking of Peter, I think the biggest surprise to me in the whole movie was end credits or post credit scene. Uh, Peter Quill goes back to his grandfather. They're eating cereal or whatever. They get the little Easter egg to Kevin Bacon from the holiday special in the newspaper yeah. and whatever. 
But then, not even in the scene, at the very end, when they always do this bullshit at the end of all the movies, it says, the legendary Star-Lord will return. Yes. I thought Star-Lord was done. So, I have been told that that could be a different Star-Lord. The legendary Star-Lord. Who the fuck different... is that? I don't know. I'm, I'm just telling you what I was told. It's all hearsay. I feel like it's going to be him. I didn't, but... know, I didn't know research into it. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be him and I don't know. So I'd be fine if it was him and I'd be, so you mentioned doing like a uh, Disney plus show. Yeah. I would love an earthbound Peter Quill show where it's just him, you know, going to the mall, mowing the lawn, going to the grocery store. Listen to it. It's probably going to like going to strawberries or FYE. Uh, trying to figure out how to have sex with a human girl. <laughs> I'm sure he can figure it out. He's only banged alien so far. I don't know what they're working with, man. I think you know. You think Gamora has different parts? I never asked. No, that's true. You're not supposed to ask. No. So Peter Quill was really good, though. They he kind of snapped out of it. So in the beginning of the movie, when he's like pissed drunk, which is great. That's a you know mm -hmm. every movie and TV show does that. When the guy's down and out, he sit, he drinks by himself, he passes out. He's no good to anybody. He did snap out of it pretty quick, but whatever, that's fine. Um, yep, he snapped out of it, and pretty much as soon as uh, Rocket took that hit to the chest, sobered up pretty quick. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Gamora, this one was also kind of tricky because it clearly isn't the same great Gamora, but that's also the point. And so mm -hmm. you don't have her, and yet you do have her. I think it, it led to some good comedy, like we said, with Star-Lord trying to get her back. She's obviously a badass, and it's like some of the fight scenes and having her. She still remembers Nebula because, obviously, they have a long history, but yes. she doesn't remember the Guardians. So I thought they, they used her pretty well, and you could see how that's going to be like, all right, that's like her official farewell. She's, she's all done now. Uh, yeah, and I also, like, her ending up as a Ravenger also makes sense. It's just her trying to find a place with some family and it's pretty much the same thing as her finding a place with family with the guardians. It's yeah. just that she found them before the guardians. Yeah. Uh, we hit on Drax. We hit on uh nebula. was great. Mantis yeah. uh, Groot, really good Groot stuff. This really was a rocket movie like that. Uh, you hit on this earlier. I'm with you. Craglin kind of was not great. No. And that running gag of the good dog thing, like, it's not, it wasn't funny. So that was, that was too much. And I love a callback call. That might be the highest form of comedy is a good old callback. And goo, I would tell you this, Nathan Fillion, who's good yeah. in everything he's ever been in mm -hmm. him in there. He's in the, uh, an or orgo corp or whatever it is. And when, uh, when they're, the guardians are trying to like lie to him and like get rid of him, And then they like, <laughs> They like look at Drax and like, oh yeah, that's like the, that's the boss's nephew. Like we got to keep him on the yeah. set. And he's like, yeah, I got a guy like that. And he's like, this guy, I hate this guy. And then like, so that's funny in the moment. And then like ten minutes go by, and the same thing happens. And he's trying to have the same conversation with the guy, somebody else. He's like, yeah, I got a guy like that. This guy, like, I'm gonna kill myself. Like I hate this guy. Like that was great. I love that. Yeah, no, that was good because, like, I enjoyed that character, but that running joke was very good. Oh my god. Yeah, anything with Nathan uh Fillion is is good stuff. Yeah, Cosmo, I like them using Cosmo's powers, but like the good dog thing with Kraglin was I didn't need it. But like using Cosmo and Cosmo's in like all the Guardians comic books I've ever read, Cosmo was always a part of it. So I, I'm I'm in on Cosmo being a big part of it. Um Sylvester Stallone. He's back. He's fine. He's yeah. fine. Uh, let's see. Anybody else jump out to you? Some of the other, uh, characters that we saw in this. Yeah. Adam Warlock. Oh, Howard, the duck. He was back. Yeah, and cards. he was in one of those scenes with the good dog thing. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they had, so this one also, I thought was better than the second one. And the fact that the second one was a little bit like, let's try and replicate the first movie. Yeah. Whereas this one kind of went off on its own. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, did you have a uh, favorite scene or scenes in the in the whole movie? So action-wise, I think the corridor scene was the best action scene, but I do love when they get the right-hand man of the evolutionary and they jump out the window with him. Mm -hmm. um, but action-wise, those are the two that stood out to me. But I really did like it when they were on the um, – what 
what is the earth called when it's like all the animals? Counter Earth. Counter Earth, thank you. And I really did like that back and forth and how the Guardians were playing off each other at that table and then, you know, get in the fucking car. Also great. I liked the uh, Star-Lord jumping off of that fucking huge thing with Groot and then they got saved and then they were like, so your plan was just like dive off of a thing like uh, in the, into an exploding planet. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and Groot like was flying. Talking about like all the cool shit Groot could do. Yeah, uh, yeah that was... That was really good. Oh, a couple other characters. So uh, James Gunn's wife, who is Harcourt in uh, the Suicide Squad, she was in it. She was like one of like the uh, Corp people or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. The uh, the girl who got held hostage, who was the like secretary for the thing. Remember, Peter was trying to like mm-hmm. sweet talk her. Yeah, that's Ratcatcher two from the Suicide that's Squad. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So yep. that one was was pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, the whole thing on Counter Earth was was pretty good. The flashbacks were tough. The flat like the, the flashbacks the were stuff rough. Was tough. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, like, let's see where this goes. Are they gonna let these animals live? But you knew they weren't. No, they just weren't. But you could also see how smart Rocket was right away. I'm a little yes. surprised, like, that the high evolutionary at some point didn't get frustrated because he had the kill switch on Rocket. But I know he wanted his brain. So, like, there is, like, an out there. Like, he wanted to study his brain. But he could have, at one point, I think, just fucking killed him right away. But I just don't understand if that's, like, that's what he considers to be high evolution (laughs) are these animal people. Well, it's funny because I'm also watching Sweet Tooth the same week where it's, like, half animal kids and, like, all these people hate the animal kids. And I'm like, what is happening? All these panda faces. It's like watching uh, an episode of Grimm. Not great. Uh, so, yeah, mid-credits is really just them kind of forming the new Guardians where Rocket's going to be the leader, which I hope we see, but it doesn't mean we will because think about some of the other post-credit, mid-credit scenes or when they're trying to set up sequels in the MCU history where they just kind of punt on it. Like, Doctor no, but Strange this one also, I mean, it does feel like, okay, they are setting up a new Guardians group, but they're also just showing you, like, what Rocket's doing now. Yeah. Yeah. And I were you surprised that no... Guardians died. Yes, I thought that Drax was going to die. I thought somebody. I thought. I think last week when we were predicting, I, I thought like two, three, four of them would just because it's like they're already away from really the rest of the MCU, mm-hmm. and you have all these actors that are just done with the character. So I could see them being like, "All right, Dave Bautista, you don't want to do it. Zoe Saldana, you don't want to do it. Pratt, you don't want like." You know what would have been a great death, actually, because, you know, she was so good in the movie would be Nebula. Oh, yeah. Nebula would have had a real powerful death. Yeah. Yeah, Nebula, they got to find a way to get her back in these movies. And that's where, like, Avengers Kang Dynasty, which doesn't come out for another two years. You wonder how many. If it of- does. If it does. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's a writer's strike going on. But do you think any characters that were in this movie? Mm-hmm. Well, so, like, Adam Warlock's going to have to be in, like, Kang Dynasty. Yeah, and like you said, hopefully he grows up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just didn't love He's him. He's a baby in this. He's a baby. I didn't love him. So next up for the MCU is uh, you have Secret Invasion, the TV show, comes out in June. Yep. You have Loki Season 2 at some point this year. You have the Marvels at the end of the year. Next year, you have Captain America, NWO. You got the Thunderbolts. You got Blade. You got Deadpool 3. 2025, you have Fantastic Four and Avengers Kang Dynasty. 26 you have avengers secret wars and then they're at some point going to sprinkle in daredevil agatha echo uh all these other you're shows. losing me you're losing me yeah no shit there's a there's yeah. a lot going on so i'm trying to think like if chris pratt or rocket or warlock or nebula mm-hmm. were to pop up when when would it be not till kang dynasty right pretty much right yeah like Unless, unless Rocket wants to go to Earth for something, and he's you know, hey guys, I'm here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which I'd be all in for. No, I'm once again, I love the character. Yeah. Well, like the good thing, and they won't do it because I'm sure it's already been filmed. But like a character like Loki can pop in and out of Earth, outer yes. space, etc. All these other, and same with the Marvels, but that that that's already been shot. But, like, Captain America, Thunderbolts, Blade, they're not going to go anywhere near these characters. So No. I don't know. We'll see. All right, anything else as it relates to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? 
If you haven't seen it, go and do it. <laughs> you should check it out. Yeah, this this to me though would be like a I don't do multiple trips to the theater anymore. That's one thing you really got to give up. That's I feel a great like we, point yeah. right there is that this is the first movie since the start of phase four that I want to see again. Yeah, like all the other ones, like when they come, like when they pop up on Disney Plus, I'm like, oh, nice, it's there. And then I usually don't watch it. Certainly, I haven't watched. I think I watched No Way Home twice, but yeah, everything else I've watched it once. I'm like, I'm all set with it. Yeah, this I'm gonna watch again. So that's yeah. So I feel good about my score. Great point. Yeah, 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 yeah pretty good, pretty good stuff. Um, all right, yeah, and so we got a smattering on the uh, chat. We got five and a half, five, four and a half. So. Nobody feels as strong as I do that it was a six out of six. Nobody thought it stunk. So, uh, again, you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, at Dork Podcast. You can email us, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Any of your thoughts on Guardians 3? All right, let's get to this. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, Goo, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may also defend a goal? I will receive. But okay. before I get into my pick of the pod, let me ask you a question. Have you seen... Actually, let me ask you this. Uh, when Kang in Ant-Man Quantumania said that I killed one of your Avenger friends, the one with the hammer, who do you believe that was? Uh, well, I mean, that would be a Thor, wouldn't it? Oh, I'm glad that you said that. I found a great conspiracy theory on the interwebs that the person that he killed was Steve Rogers, who went back in time with the hammer... And it's right after he went and saw Peggy and they played the song. And then while Peggy saw this, while Peggy saw Steve Rogers be killed right in front of her, she then became Captain Britain. And that is the multiverse that Doctor Strange is in, in Multiverse of Madness. I like that a lot. I'm not going to. And then the old man, Steve, that you see at the end of uh, Endgame, scroll. So I don't love, so I don't love, that could be right. I don't love the scroll thing because I feel like that is a easy thing for like writers to just work in at any point. And they could always be like, Steve's dead. We back ourselves into a corner. Then you're like, scroll. And you're like, God damn yeah. it. Just get over it. Steve's dead. Steve's dead. Steve's dead. We got a new Captain America like now. Yeah. Because it also makes more sense that Kang was able to kill a Captain America as opposed to a Thor. True. Yeah. Killing a Thor would be tough. Who else has a hammer? Just those two. Ronan. Guys, right? Ronan. Yeah, he killed Ronan. It's like, dude, he's not he an Avenger. Ronan. We hate him. <laughs> I killed your best friend, Ronan. I don't like oh, that do guy. You, do you mean Hawkeye? No, the other one. No, the, oh, the blue I guy. I like it. Yeah. He yeah, sucks, dude. Him. Great. Yeah. I thought we killed him. Fine. You can kill him. That's good. All right. So back to my pick of the pod here. Yeah. Today, I saw Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. And I'll tell you what, good fun. Okay. All right. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. I've heard good it things, though. It is a though. fun yeah. adventure movie that, yeah. from just start to end, Chris Pine charms your pants off. I kind of like Chris Pine. Yeah. Chris Pine's pretty great. Yep. It is just a, it's a low stakes. Um, they're having fun with the material. No one's taking it too serious, but they're paying homage to everything in the board game. Not not the board game. It's a role play. Uh, dice game? Uh, yeah, they play in Stranger Things. Help me, guys. But oh. either way, I really enjoyed it. I will have to watch that. Yeah, we get a few uh, texts and emails about that being like, hey, that actually wouldn't be a bad standalone. So I'm like, all right, I got to watch. So what actually, is that? Uh, John here in the uh, chat makes a good point because I did want to ask one of my buddies who plays uh, D&D if he liked the movie. But he said that, you know, he's a he's a huge fan of D&D and he loved it. So, uh, But if you don't. Role play. Okay, cool. Oh, so this is good news. So like even yeah. like that's. Listen, hashtag dork, whatever you're into, you're into. No. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but I will watch this movie. Is it on yeah. demand right now? I think you can pay for it on okay. Amazon. Okay. I, I have, I'm not even sure. Got it. Uh, very good. All right. I have a couple of comic books for you. Again, Dr. Joe, who we mentioned from the TLDR podcast, he put me onto these two. So one, I had read the first issue, and then I went back and read uh, the rest of it. That would be Sync. And how about this small world story? So uh, Uncle Buck, who spoiled uh, Infinity War for me. That's how I know him. That's how I know. That's how you might know him. He, I almost threw my phone out the window of my car when I got that. Yeah. yeah. He so he didn't just spoil it for me. He spoiled it for Goo as well. Well, because he tweeted it at us. He put he, it on Twitter for everyone to see. He put it on Twitter and tagged us. <laughs> not that I'm not over it five years later, but I still. 
But how about this? His brother is a comic book artist, and yeah. he is the uh, the artist for Sync, which is a fucking great horror book, and then the offshoot Dig. So I read all that, and then Stillwater, which I'm almost done with all of Stillwater, written by Chip Zdarsky, who did some uh, Daredevil and stuff, but... So wherever you get your comic books, check out Sync and Stillwater. Of course, yesterday was free comic book day, so hopefully you went out there and uh, uh, just got a whole bunch of good books. Uh, what are you guys doing on the Mac Goo podcast? I know you got a Guardians episode out there right now. Do you guys have your next week episode ready to go yet? Uh, no, we yeah. don't. I kind of want to do the MCU villains, but I also kind of mm. want to space out the MCU stuff a little bit. We've been MCU heavy recently. Yeah. Um, I don't want to just do Dungeons and Dragons because it's already been out, you know, yeah, came a, out a while ago. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but what I want to plug right now is uh social media. Have you ever heard about this, Rich? <laughs> yes, I have. Okay, so I have taken the initiative to do more with Instagram and with TikTok. We're posting way more videos, two to three a week. Wow. Um, so that is at Mac and Goo Podcast on both of those. TikTok, that's what the kids are into. Oh, yeah. I don't quite understand it, but it's there. Sick. Also, yeah. you know, we are on YouTube still. We started a new YouTube account. So if you are on the old account, fucking unfollow fucking, and follow this new yeah, one. Yeah, the old one sucks. You don't want to be on the, the old, old one. one. I can't tell you how bad the old one was. <laughs> Get out of there. If you're on the yeah. old one, you don't know what you're doing with your life. You're wasting your you time. You also have like, a, like one more week with that. I'm deleting it. So Oh, it's going to be gone anyway. Yes. Okay, fair enough. All right, so get on get on the new one. Same with ours. You can uh, subscribe. We uh, fil- uh, record these live Sunday nights, normally 9 p.m., and you can always go back and watch them after the fact. If you're like, you know, I'm a real visual guy or gal, then you can watch us here do the podcast. So I'm not sure what we're doing next week either. I got to talk to Arvon D about that. I did watch all of Sweet Tooth Season 2. Maybe we'll do Sweet Tooth, or maybe we'll have to cook something else up because we have uh, a lot to get to uh, coming up. Um, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Dork Podcast. You can follow us there. I think Goo's camera is out, but that'll do it for us anyway. Let us know uh, what you guys thought about Guardians, and uh, that'll do it. Thanks for listening to this, and we will talk to you I'm soon. I'm down oh, here back. now. Goo's back. <laughs> I'm down here now, guys. Look at that. Change the I'm old on one seat. knee. Like yeah. at the end of uh, Endgame, when they took a knee when Tony died. Dude, that other camera was was sharp. You were looking crystal clear. Yeah, the other camera is a very nice camera, but I only have 50, I'm sorry, 65 minutes of battery. That's really strange. You can't plug it in? No. Well, let me plug it in. One might say, get a new battery, and maybe I will someday. (laughs) No, I won't. Yeah, because we we run long on these uh, dork podcasts sometimes. I know Mac and Good's a short time, more condensed episode. Nice chode of an episode. She is jammed up. All right, yeah. that'll that'll do it for us. And uh, everybody, be well. Have a nice, have a nice week, and we will talk to you on the flippity flop. God damn it. <laughs>